Bretto, can you believe it? The Wellness Summit is almost here. Oh, I'm P. I'm so excited. I don't know what to do with myself. Well, Bretto, it's been two long years since our last Wellness Summit. And if you're listening to this, folks, and don't have a ticket, then... What are you doing? The Wellness Couch family of podcasters gather for two days in Melbourne on Saturday, August 25 and 26, featuring... The Queen of Nutrition, Cindy O'Meara. The rock star of wellness, Dr. Damien Christoph. Connect with your spirit and soul with Barley Bomb survivor, Karen Smith. Self-care is on the menu with Kim Morrison. Master the art of ageing well with the one and only Marcus Pierce. Oh, shucks, Bretto. What about how to recover from rock bottom with Dr. Brett Hill? Master your stress with Dr. Maria Zushman. Get empowered with Imogen Bailey. Female health experts Dr. Andrea Huddleston and Ashley Bond. Master your sleep with Audra Starkey. The natural nutritionist Steph Lowe. Australian Idol winner, Wes Carr. Woohoo! And Quirky Cooking's Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab and a whole lot more. Oh, what a lineup, MP. Seriously, why would you not be coming to the Wellness Summit? Not to mention our world-class exhibition of Australia's most incredible, sustainable wellness products and services. MP, we've done the final layout. There are less than 100 spaces left. And there's only a few discounted tickets available at thewellnesssummit.com. Marcus, be there or be square. Zazen Alkaline Water presents the 2018 Wellness Summit, Saturday, August 25 and 26 at the Collingwood Town Hall. Getting quick, folks. The final release of discounted tickets available at thewellnesssummit.com. See you there, Bretto. Thewellnesscoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it gives me great pleasure and privilege, and I'm always very humbled and honoured to call him the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys, the co-host of 100 Not Out, the incredible, the inspirational, the beautiful bromance continues with Dr. <laughs> Damien Christoph. Hello, great man. Oh, hello, great man. So great to be back on the airwaves with you. Thank you so much for um, making time in your day to always do these. Every single week we do this, don't we, mate? And seriously, we both get a lot out of it. I get a lot out of it. I really enjoy um, sharing with everybody. Well, really, the podcast is the foundation of our friendship. When you think of it, I mean, we we were more than more than acquaintances when we started the podcast, but yeah. not much more. You'd been to uh, Inverloch or Wonthaggy a couple of times to run a power of food and a crack your stress code. We stocked the forage in our uh, chiropractic and wellness centre. Um, yeah. I knew you like a lot of other stockists of the of the forage range um, outside of the fact that you and Sarah studied together. But the podcast really is the glue that, of our friendship. Um, it's the mucus. It's the mucus that binds us. It is us. the mucus membrane and the synovial <laughs> fluid that just pulsates this podcast. The ligaments. It's the ligamentous flavum. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's the yeah. serum of our <laughs> wellness. <laughs> it's, the, oh, it's the plasma. It's the plasma. It's the podcast plasma. Anyway, absolutely. We, we could keep on going. We could bring we saliva could. into it and all types uh, of other bodily we fluids. We keep but, on going. Yeah, absolutely. But we won't. But we won't because I get to see you in five sleeps and give you a big mm. hug. And I want to thank you in advance and I want really? to thank you publicly because- Are you here next Wednesday? Oh, yeah. 
for doing it for yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Wisen up, grasshopper. But um, <laughs> we, we get, I want to thank you publicly and in advance because you are the custodian of the physical official wellness couch. A lot of people go, is there really a couch? And there is a couch. And you are the custodian of it. It lives at Forage uh, HQ. And now that people know that, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a B&E at Forage to actually extricate <laughs> the wellness find. couch. It's worth a fortune too, that wellness couch. It is. It is an asset yeah. that grows in value over time. Uh, yeah. But I want to thank you because uh, you have a lot um, to do with just making the Wellness Summit what it is just in light of the fact that you are the custodian of so much of what we share in the next couple of days um, at the Wellness Summit. And so I would encourage everyone before we get stuck into the topic today, if for whatever reason you do not have a ticket, as we record this podcast there are under 50 spots remaining so please don't cause yourself any heartbreak or heartburn by missing out and it is a uh uh, what's the word it's just tight how do i say it when it's full it's full there's no capacity there's no third and fourth levels there's no we've opened up another room type setup like it is it's a town hall um it's not a convention center so just want to be really cognizant of that listeners if you haven't got your ticket please go to the wellnesssummit.com and do so but damo you uh, you took the what is it you brought the cat out of the hat the rabbit out of the hat you did the big reveal in the uh, most recent episode of 100 not out um or maybe i did i can't remember but you are kicking off the wellness summit our very first speaker on saturday and you have a topic that i think is um it takes courage to share because i think uh, people are scared to talk about it and it's something that is creeping into a lot of people's lives would you be happy to just give a preview of what uh, people can expect to hear on saturday morning at the wellness summit yeah, absolutely. Well, I will. I'd love to share that. And let me just say that I'm honoured to be the first speaker. I haven't never been the first speaker, and um, often I've been the a speaker on a Sunday, uh, which I've always enjoyed being a speaker on a Sunday. Um, however, to open the show is uh, is a big deal. So thanks for uh, having me there in that spot. It's a uh, oh, pleasure. Much coveted, highly coveted spot. So it's uh, it's a great honour to be doing that and to be sharing 40 minutes of info with people. So it's going to be great. Now, obviously, in all of the uh, work that I do around Australia on the airwaves, whether it be podcasting or mainstream radio or whatever else it is that I'm doing. Triple um, M every give, second Friday. Yeah, I give a lot of information away, heaps, free, which I love doing. And there's really what's interesting is there's not a lot of new stuff um, that's coming out that's of any real significance. There's things that people are kind of – fluffing around with and making up stories and building, you know, huge bridges to kind of join, build, you know, bridge gaps in the information. But what, we, what we're what we seeing is that there's different ways to look at it. Um, and I think the differing ways to look at it is probably one of the greatest um, things that we've got in our uh, industry. Now, I call it an industry because it's now no longer a profession. And it's now no longer a profession because – um, what we do have in our industry is a group of people that, uh, let's say, unskilled, uh, which is fine, um, but are known as influencers, and they uh, they're passionate, passionate they bring, but unskilled. Let's yeah, be clear; it's not a bad yeah, thing. They're passionate, no, but they haven't done the training. Haven't done the training, and potentially don't have um, any kind of background in uh, in the way in which the body works. They might have an 
assumption that uh, that the body works in a particular way, but they don't know the intricacies of the way in which things work and then the downstream or upstream consequences of making a change or doing something to the body. So they might jump on the bandwagon for a particular program or a, a particular detox or a particular um, intervention um, and then write their own little program about it based on the information that they've managed to glean from listening to somebody else who knows what they're talking about. And uh, and then they they sprout that. They, they make that um, into their you know, into the ether and off it goes. And all of a sudden, those people can often be mistaken for experts. Um, and really what they are is um, a really good advertiser. They're a, they're an influencer. Um, they help people come to the party to really what it should be is learn more. And, uh, and so we've got those people, which is really important. Um, however, some of the message is, uh, is being mixed up by those people who've had an experience of their own and then, uh, translate that experience to um, a treatment or a program um, that they could then just lay out to everybody that they meet. Um, and that's that's a bit dangerous. And so that's where we've gone from being a profession to being an industry. Then what we've got is a few people that have gone on to do six weeks or six months or maybe two years' worth of study, and they get a qualification. But again, it's a very, very simple, basic qualification that kind of gives you enough information to know enough about a little bit of stuff um, and maybe to be some extent not not short of an authority on some topics, which is which is good. But an authority doesn't necessarily mean you an ex- make you an expert. Uh, and so we've got those people, and they're also really important. And in many cases, those people um, could have things like a podcast, or they could have things um, like a blog, or they might even have things that um, that have you know some degree of, of a program attached to that. Uh, and then we've got other levels of different expertise as people have gone on to study or make their profession, um, you know, valid by offering people one-on-one counselling or support um, and then tailoring uh, programs to assist them in their well-being. And what I've painted there is a picture of diversity. Now, this weekend, um, tonight, in fact, this weekend just gone on Friday night the other day. <laughs> if you <don't. laughs> Uh, Richmond Sometime played, in the past, yep. Richmond played Essendon. Um, I won't reveal who won and because uh, you'll know that by listening to this podcast. Uh, at the toss, we've got two Muslim um, players, uh, gentlemen, who are involved in the toss and they're, they're there tossing the coin because they're embracing and encouraging an acceptance of diversity. Then if you look at um, the discussion around healthcare in Australia, uh, we've got people um, that, you know, mix with pharmaceutical um, interventions, um, very, very dangerous interventions, uh, including, uh, you know, drug-based things, um, things that are introduced into the body that bypass um, normal standard immune um, responses. Uh, So there's that. And those people... Uh, have often gone on to do, you know, high-level study, high-level education and and do fabulous things uh, with what they do. And then we've got uh, other people that are within those um, health and healing professions like osteopaths and chiropractors um, who have gone on to do five years at least study. Um, Chinese, tradi- uh, Chinese uh, medicine or traditional Chinese medicine practitioners also do five years. And then you've got other people in the professions such as physiotherapists who do three years of, of a course uh, and then you've got um, oh, who else? There's other other professions um, that are within APRA who are all bundled in under the uh, uh, the Allied Health um, Practitioners uh, Registrar, 
and uh, or authority, and that APRA is, uh, is is a conglomeration of different approaches to helping humans stay healthy and get well. And within that umbrella is diversity. And then one of the things that we're looking at at the moment within our model of healthcare and health and wellbeing is um, is gastrointestinal health. And the one thing that we're taking away from that, and we see that in Kyle Brock's gut movie, uh, and certainly with what Margie Smith's doing with the um, smart gut testing, is an understanding of the diversity of the gastrointestinal system microbiota. And so there's this common thread or theme around diversity and then the embracing of diversity, but it's the understanding of the roles of each of the elements within that diversity that is actually the power of the acceptance of diversity, which I think is really important. And and that's where I want to take our discussion um, next Saturday or this Saturday, uh, you know, with, with how we're going to move forward uh, in our industry, and that is uh, looking at diversity and understanding the role all of each of the functions. So there's so much in there, and I'm just listening with my with my uh, my mouth open and my hand busy writing down uh, notes as you talk. One question I have, and this is something which you know, I'm a massive um, proponent of, so I definitely have a bias. But um, uh, Robert Green, in his book Mastery, talks about the um, a mentor, um, the apprenticeship, so to speak would always take seven years. Uh, if you look at in history, an apprentice is not something that happen. Apprenticeship doesn't happen in six months or two years or three years. It's a seven-year process. Um, and we've lost the art of the apprenticeship. We've lost all respect for an apprenticeship in any, in any field. Some people might argue that in a trade, there is still the focus on an apprenticeship. But what I view in the industry as you talk about it now is that there are so many people that haven't done an apprenticeship or or only a very short way through that are now taking on the role of a mentor or of a master and they've not done an apprenticeship or they've only done a tiny one and almost think that they can fast track it and we talk about cutting out the learning curve and you know fast track your learning but really it's not wise to cut out the learning curve, if you know what I mean, particularly when it comes to health and wellness. Yeah, well, there's so much at stake. There's so much at stake. So just because you read a book on parasites doesn't mean that you know everything about parasites. Just because you read a book on cardiovascular disease doesn't mean you know everything about cardiovascular disease. Just because you've read one paper um, on the management of multiple sclerosis doesn't mean that you're an expert on the management of multiple sclerosis. Um, there's so much to it, and there's so many different things that are associated with it. It's actually it, it, there's a big deal. So just just because you know how to use it doesn't mean you can build a house, and, uh, and and so on and so forth. So there needs to be, I suppose, an awareness of um, of who are the people that you should be seeking or could be seeking information from that's safer for you. So I met a beautiful lady today. New practice member came into my practice, has some gut things going on, and needs a little bit of assistance. And um, and has tried lots of different things, online programs, gone around the, you know, around the twist and spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and not one person has actually investigated what the problem is. It's all just been based on myth, hearsay, rumors and symptoms as opposed to really trying to de- you know, determine the cause of it. And there's there's an element of, um, of education that comes to that in around the diagnosis of it. So there's different ways in which you can throw a protocol at something to bring about a change and you will certainly see a change with a protocol but to get a permanent or appropriate result i suppose for one of a better word a cure um you really want to 
better to diagnose it properly because let's say it's one of three things and you go down the pathway of doing the other two things that it's not. Um, the reality is, is that you missed the diagnosis and so you treated the thing wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm seeing that a lot at the moment. And then there's side effects and repercussions of that. So just because you've got some bloating or some wind or you've got um, some diarrhea and maybe you've got a parasite doesn't mean that it needs to be attacked or go through an antiparasitic thing, that sort of thing. That's what I'm trying to say. It's the same as a house. Just because you've got a leak um, coming from um, the roof doesn't necessarily mean that it's the plumbing. It could, in fact, be a small leak in the in the roof. But if you don't know how the roof was actually laid or where that water might run from, you might be actually patching up the wrong hole. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and as you talk about this, it does almost um, bring up feelings that as as much as people are cutting out apprenticeships and um, you know almost like trying to fast track their way to mastery, um, at the same time. Um, uh, people are also uh, not respecting their masters or their mentors anymore. They're actually getting their advice from apprentices that are pretending to be masters. And then people come to, again, I'm just calling a fully qualified health professional that's been in the game for 20 plus years like DJ Christoph, three votes, um, call, call that type of person a mentor or a master. The person the patient comes along having essentially taken too much advice from apprentices and it then goes, I've spent all of this time and money and I still don't know what's wrong with me. What do I do? Where the wiser option and what we would have done 50 years ago is gone straight to the mentor rather than doing a bunch of mini apprenticeships, so to speak. Well, that yeah, that brings another conversation. I'd much rather have a master builder build a pergola in my house um, than an apprentice, but I'd much rather an apprentice build my pergola in my house than um, someone who's a handyman who maybe have might have built a cubby house mm. um, and now thinks that they can do a pergola. So uh, <laughs> it, it's, it, there's different layers and levels, and you know if, if someone's committed themselves to the education, then they'll learn certain things along the way. But if they've just, you know, off the back of a hobby, decided they're going to build a business out of it, which is endemic within the wellness industry, um, we uh, we open ourselves up for a lot of problems. And because the health industry, um, you know, the professional health industry is highly regulated, um, people can't get away with those sorts of things. I can't go and practice dentistry um, because I'm a chiropractor. Mm. Um, just because I work with bones doesn't mean I'm qualified to deal with teeth. <laughs> Um, and I can't go and do minor surgeries just because I'm um, a chiropractor. Um, I get to work with the spine um, in its true and intact form, not um, in, in its broken form. So you you know refer out to who's appropriate. But if you've managed to click your neck or crack your back or do whatever else, it doesn't make you a chiropractor. So just because you managed to um, treat your gastrointestinal dysfunction doesn't make you um, educated enough to go and, and, and treat other people's gastrointestinal dysfunction, if that makes sense, even if it's off the back of some success that maybe some of your friends also had. So what do you, I suppose, suggest, and, and this is something which I, I would probably reserve for people that are coming to the Wellness Summit on Saturday once they've um, listened to the full presentation, but um, if you can uh, make a suggestion to people listening, what do you suggest is the best form of action for people that are listening to this to ensure they are getting the best advice and not um, not going down that slippery slope that your new practice member did? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things there is to, I suppose, value um, the, the procession of education. 
I think that's very, very important. Um, you would hate it if someone was just good at maths and all of a sudden they became a maths lecturer just because they were good at maths but didn't do any kind of education around um, how to be an educator. Um, how to pull together a lesson Yeah, how to you know, teach. A, it's a just like plan. in football yeah. when the footballer becomes a coach, but they've never learned how to coach. This is exactly right. This is exactly right. Just because you can kick a goal from 50 metres doesn't mean you get to play AFL. Yeah, and just because you love eating well doesn't mean that you can teach others how to eat well. That's right. And because you can make a beautiful meal doesn't mean that because you can take a photo of a beautiful meal that all of a sudden you're a chef. And so I would never, ever think that because I can make a beautiful salad that I should be on MasterChef. You know, or my kitchen rules, um, and so on and so forth. And you know, the same would apply. Like, just because I'm a chef doesn't mean that I'm good at healing the gut. So, and I'm ha- I'm very happy to say that, and I know that implies something. So, well, I think um, there's a, what is it? One of the chefs out there is great at saying this. They're going, "I'm your chef. I'm not your bloody doctor." <laughs> you know, I love to cook yeah. food, and and let's keep it at that. Let's not judge it by its calories and all the rest of it. This is a traditional chef. I just forget which one it was, but I loved it when she said it because I was like. Damn right. She's not. She knows her space. She knows Maybe she's there Sam to make Gowing. food. She might have said no, that. No, it was more of a traditional, like a, um, you know, it was a, it was a gluten white sugar chef. You know what I mean? But yeah, I love right. the fact that she knew her speciality. She yeah. she knew she wasn't there to give health advice. She was there to prepare food. Yeah, yeah, this is exactly right. So, it's the it's the understanding of that. So, if somebody's looking for some support in the in a particular area. Maybe what they've got to do is find their trusted advisor. But if they've found a trusted advisor or someone that's been recommended to them, do their homework, check them out, and see whether or not they've got the cred for it. You know, have they done the education? Maybe they've been in the industry for ten years or fifteen years or whatever it is, and maybe that affords them some degree of credibility. Um, but also check into what education they've got you know are they are they able to pick up when something's going wrong are they able to understand uh what would be a side effect Mm. are they able to work out where things need to be referred on and out of their care Um, in fact are they um recognized as an appropriate health provider um, as opposed to someone who may not be do does that profession that you're actually about to you know get help from um, actually have an organization that represents them um, or is it just kind of, you know, by the by? So I think all of those sorts of things are, are really important. You know, it's uh, it's it, just because you've done a little bit of a course and you might have spent thousands of dollars on that course doesn't yet afford you the ability to have um, a title that would imply that you're an expert. And I was talking to a health practitioner the other day and she said, my town is just filled with people that say, give me 500 bucks and I can heal you, you know, yeah. because I've yeah. just done this course. Um, I really... Um, and I just, you know, and I, again, I encourage people that are really being, um, their ears are pricked up by this, please make sure your ears are pricking up on Saturday morning at the Wellness Summit because one thing I'm thinking of right now, Damo, is that it then develops, it does get somewhat grey in that there are plenty of health professionals out there that are just rocking up to work, not inspired, just going th- through the motion. So, the next level beyond this is to then find the inspired health practitioners, many of them on the wellness couch, of course, but find the inspired health practitioners that, that that know their limits. I love that when you said that know when to refer out and I know that you refer out so often you've got such a great network of local health practitioners that you refer out to and yep. it's not something that you feel, um, you don't feel deficient or like you don't know enough. It's actually the, the ultimate wisdom is to know when to refer out and from what I understand, you've got great relationships with physiotherapy with medical doctors, with many other health professionals because you know when it's time to refer someone out. 100%. 100%. I'm with you. 
So, yeah, look forward to the full spiel on Saturday at the Wellness Summit. Thank you so much again for your honesty, and I really appreciate you being happy to share um, to this level on, on the podcast because it's something that is important to all of us. And if we think it's not important, well, just wait until there is some form of health crisis, and you definitely want to know that uh, you're on the right path when you need that support most. And so knowing that you're um, choosing um, masters and mentors rather than yeah, underqualified influences and the rest is a is a just a you know it's a golden ticket if you know exactly the path that you're going down. So many thanks again, great man, for your insights. Thank you, PC. Thanks for letting me open up and share a bit. I'm I'm really excited about the Wellness Summit and I can't wait to be sharing it and going into more detail and drilling down. I know it's going to challenge a lot of people, um, but I, I think we need to. I think we've actually got to challenge our our uh, our space and make sure that we clean out the dead wood and the people that are kind of you know for want of a better word. Um, verging on the uh, on the ebb of being a charlatan, and we don't want that in our professions. Time for an industry-wide cleanse. Now, to, to find out more about Damo, make sure you head on over to damienchristoff.com. There is so much wisdom there, particularly on the blog and with the range of podcasts previously released on 100 Not Out and The Wellness Guys. For myself, go over to marcuspierce.com.au. Big shout-out to Joseph Tomo, our editor, Rosie Garner, who does our social media, and Cielo, who helps us with a bit of everything. And got to say, folks, again, if you've loved this and you want more, please head on over to thewellnesssummit.com, the full range of speakers, everything that's covered there over at thewellnesssummit.com. Um, and if it's sold out, it's sold out. There are no extra seats. We'd always love your feedback. We welcome it over at thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out. Check out the entire range of podcasts available on the network, upwards of 25 with over 7 million lifetime downloads all thanks to your support and as always continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life bye for now this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.